Welcome to Live from Lockdown. You got Zach and Dom keeping you company from our respected socially distanced homes during this time of self-isolation. The big cliffhanger we left the last episode on. Does Dom have COVID-19? He's just recently been tested. Awaiting results. Drum roll, please. Dom. Um, you just want me to say it? Do you want to build to it? I guess this is the build to it, isn't it? We're currently in the build to it. Mm. We're in the building. We're on the way to the top. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's the <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got my results back yet. I, they did say you generally get them within 24 hours, but it can take up to three days. I will say, though, I did see every day the Premier of Queensland tweets out a coronavirus update, and it will include if there's any new cases. And she tweeted out uh, today uh, one new confirmed case, which is the first new confirmed case in a week or something, I thought, I think. And my initial thought was, oh, no. It's me. <laughs> They've told her first. They haven't told me yet. Haven't told me well, yet. What happens? What was the test like? Was it the nasal thing? Yeah, so the nasal swab. It's, uh, yeah, it's not the most comfortable thing I've ever gone through. I would say I think I built it up to be worse in my mind than what it actually ended up being, though. It felt like, and you'd know this is a surfer, you know when you accidentally like get a whole lot of seawater up your nose and your nose sort of stings? Mm. That sensation. It's like that. So it's over so quickly though. Like it's, so you basically sit down and they'll get the swab out and they'll give you, this is never a good sign. They give you tissues because they say people's eyes generally water from this. It's quite Mm. bad, which isn't the most promising thing. And then they just sort of, they kind of go put the swab up your nose and it goes about as far up your nose as you could imagine anything could go up your nose, but then it keeps going and it just keeps going and you had no idea that anything could keep going that far. It just keeps Were going. Were they surprised that there was no resistance? <laughs> there was usually something back here. <laughs> it just seems to go straight through to the back of the skull. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they do both nostrils and it was over within, literally within five seconds. Like it's, it's pretty instant. It's more instant than getting an injection really. And, is a lot of people, I imagine they're all in, um, you know, they have their personal protective hygiene or... Oh, they're almost in hazmat know, in their, suits. Yeah, <laughs> like, in their coats and their masks and yeah, their Well, more than guards. that. And, well, it's quite funny because the, the, the doctor who actually did the COVID test, she had like, uh, so she was in the full body suit. She had like a mask on. She had goggles on. And she also had like one of those massive like face shields that you might mm. see. Imagine like what the what you've seen at supermarkets lately, you know, that between the... the the person at the checkout and you. It's almost like she had that over her face. It was like a welding mask. So they've got all of that going on. But then the receptionist, the person who let me in, had nothing. Like she was just dressed like a, someone normally working in, you know, in an office job. She didn't even have a mask on. And I thought they're really, like they're going to a lot of effort in that room and none out here. Yeah, well... Um, that's surprising. Maybe they don't have enough. You know, we're hearing that there's... Oh, they had... Well, I think they they're okay now. You had boxes. Oh, they had boxes full, did they? Oh, well, think, well, what's this receptionist doing? I, I, you, you do stay a fair distance away from the receptionist. Like, you never get too close to her. Right. But I still did think... You probably like, and also the moment you walk into the room, they make you put a mask on. So you have to sanitize your hands and put a mask on the moment you walk in. So you obviously refused, though, didn't you? Because that restricts your breathing. 
restricts your ability to talk to others. What are the <laughs> what are those people in America upset about? I don't even understand. Uh, I don't really understand no. what it is. I don't like it's a bizarre thing for that to be for that to be the hill you're gonna die on, isn't it? I won't mm. wear a mask. Well, I think you can politicize anything. I think that's probably the lesson. Yeah. And and it might quite literally be the hill that you die on if you if you have that position. Certainly. It's a bit of dark humor. <laughs> Just I feel like often I don't I don't veer into dark humor, but I thought I'd right. give that one a crack. I felt Yeah, you did, you did a good job. I felt a bit bad. I didn't enjoy it. But anyway, the 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 wash up of all of this from my own perspective, Zach, is that my family is heading on a holiday uh, today. They're they're heading to the Sunshine Coast hinterland, beautiful part of Queensland. I organised this holiday. This was my idea. This holiday, I feel well enough to go on this holiday. But the law is that I cannot leave this house until I have a result. So there is all... that the law? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I was it is. wondering why you were. Um... So keen on it. I thought you'd try to sneak out and not tell anyone. But you were uh, telling look, me before we recorded, I got to stay here. And I thought, I thought Dom would just quietly drive yeah. up the coast and try to get away with it. But if it's the law. I don't know that it's the law, but I don't want to end up being, I don't want to yeah, be you, on the news. And they say after being tested, before he had the results, he went up the Sunshine Coast into yes. land. Because he we're hearing that holiday. a lot, aren't we? Of all yeah. the different things that people did after they were tested, they that early on, I yes. know that no, you know, everyone didn't know the severity of it at the time. Mm. That people were ducking from country to country yeah. after they were tested. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There was that one story in Australia of someone who got tested and then jumped on a plane to the Whit Sundays, <laughs> which you know, I think that was the reason why someone how it got to New Zealand, wasn't it? Something I, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which which is like, because they are pretty stern with you. I don't know if they were back then, but they do say you have to go straight home. They funny. I don't know why she said this, but the doctor said no drive-throughs or anything. And I don't know if that's just a general thing because people think they can get away with a drive-through. Maybe well, early on because people were. I think I heard a story where people were getting tested. Mm. They said they had to self-quarantine, so people thought, well, I'll go get some food. Yeah, right. Like, I'll go stock up for the two weeks that I have to quarantine or the few days. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, and then they had to... Because people, it seems silly, but I think there's a lot of assumed knowledge. People, mm. not everyone's doctors, not everyone, yeah. you know, is familiar with this type of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, we all became a lot more familiar and we will be familiar from here on. I don't know if this is going to happen again. It's interesting, isn't it? Like... Mm. But it, look, the the, the wash-up is that they they literally have all packed and left. So the family is on the oh, they're holiday. Gone. They're You're gone. You're in a house by yourself. Just yeah. Dom in the COVID house. It's home alone. That, the, it's home alone COVID edition. Um, mm. That's what's happened now. Although you probably... Imagine if you were like... Here's, here is a, a comedy plot. Imagine if you were like a burglar and you broke into a home of someone who was isolating with COVID. Yeah. That's like... There's potential. So what happens? What happens? What happens there? Well, like because you you think you've got one up, and then you realise you've screwed yourself over, and then yeah, you have to you have to self isolate in it? the house. That's what yeah, happens. I just, I, right, they self isolate in the house. Yeah, and the police come and get them. Well, no, the police so they come respect and say, the law. Say, so hang on, they yeah. don't respect the law enough <laughs> that they're going to break into the house. But once they find out they've been exposed to COVID nineteen, they're yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> we're not going to spread it. I mean, there's a certain level of irresponsibility that I'm happy to yeah. put my hand up to, but I draw the line somewhere. 
Potentially, potentially. But yes, yeah, so look, the whole family has packed and gone. So I don't know if I'll be able to go up later today. I, I could get a text at any minute. That's what I tell you. You get a text with your results. Oh, that's exciting. We might find out live on the podcast. Yeah, I could get a text any minute. And uh, Imagine if you had it. <laughs> <laughs> I would just want you to push on to what's he whistling at the end still. <laughs> Mate, come on. We're professionals here. The show goes on. Yeah, look, I honestly, I, I, I don't know. It could come through at any minute. And it does feel like, you know, I, I don't know if they text you if you're positive. I think the text might just be for negative. I imagine if you're positive, they would call you and say, how the hell yeah, did you get this disease? <laughs> because yeah. it's not really on the loose in Queensland. I would think they'd probably want to chase that down. I wonder, I, I briefly wondered if I had the disease, because Queensland hasn't had a case really locally acquired in two months. If I had the disease, would I talk to the Premier? And what would you say? I don't know. I'm just wondering, if, would the Premier want to talk to me? Would I, would, at some stage, by being the first locally transmissioned disease case, mm. would I have a chat with the Premier? Would that happen? Well, I don't think the Premier generally has much... I think they would have representatives that they talk to, just yeah. generally. I don't think they're on the That's ground. <laughs> you know, despite what the political pitches say, where they're squatting next to potholes and... <laughs> Hard hats on. A hard hat sign. Yeah. I think most of the time she would be interacting with heads of staff and stuff like that. So I imagine mm. those people, or at least their teams, yeah. I have no idea how they'd find out where you got it from. I think, like, do you just have to do a detailed uh, recollection of like your last two weeks? They ask. They, they yeah. They basically want like a diary. They want your diary. See, I've entries. thought about this, and I was like, I couldn't. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. I could give you general, like you know, I could give you the suburbs I was in and the shops I went to. I couldn't give you the days, though. No, and and specific times as well, because that's really important. Yeah, true. They don't just need like if you said I went to the shops last Thursday night. That's not enough. They need to know that you were in Woolworths from like six fifty to seven twenty two. Do you know? Like mm. they need specific times. So. But I do look. I've got the app. I have the app. So if if I have the disease, they True. can trace it through that. Fingers crossed. But yeah. yeah so anyway, long story short is I'm just I'm just stuck here. So what do you want to chat about? Because I can't go anywhere and I can't do anything else. Well, uh, speaking of governments and the council, I'm considering my first ever complaint. Oh really? And I know that you're a complainer. Well, and so I wondered uh, if I could run it by you because you dobbed on a few people during COVID-19, uh, didn't you? Yeah. That, so no, I'm no, considering no. becoming a dobber. <laughs> Firstly, dobbing on people during COVID-19 was our national responsibility. That was, was that was essentially being like a vigilante for justice. Yeah. That's, you mm. know, I, I realize it's a very different Batman movie if all he's doing is dobbing on people. But that is essentially what we were asked to do. And I will not be shamed for fulfilling my call to my country. He's proud. He's proud of it. Well, I'll put hey, it this Dad. way. No. Hey, hey, granddad, <laughs> how, what, how did you fight COVID-19 <laughs> in 2020? We hear that you, you lived through it. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> little Johnny and little Susie, your granddad, like the brave man he is, <laughs> hid behind the curtains oh, and up. called the helpline no, no. to dob on the toddler's birthday party. <laughs> that was a mass gathering. That and the bad, party. the bad toddlers were taken away in handcuffs by the police. <laughs> I just want to be clear, though, right? So when you go back to to the world wars, 
it was often the people who had the physical attributes, who were the physically the fittest, who would be able to serve their country the most in those particular capacities. Now, this is my skill set. This is where, yeah, this is where my country needs me. So I will not be shamed anymore for that. But you're right. I, I have had a long history of, and I, I don't like to use the word dobbing because dobbing has negative connotations to it. Knocking. No. Crossing. What do you like? I prefer informing. Informing is <laughs> informant. a better. Yeah, that's a better. Whistleblower. Well, because this is the thing though, a police informant, right? If I was like a, if I'm an undercover yeah. cop and I'm in like a, a, you know, some sort of a mob, um, you know, doing some sort of a sting. Do you think I'm dobbing on the mob? No, I'm an informant. I'm working on it, you know, on the inside. Well, I think an informant is someone that you flip, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's less so that's someone who thing. was like actually in the mob yeah. and they've convinced them to give them information. That's true. And see, no one calls that dobbing. No, that's admirable. See, what it would be, what would, if you were an informant in this situation, you would have been at the party as a family member. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> And you would have yeah, been wearing true. a wire and having mm. conversations like, gee, we're very close to each other, aren't we? <laughs> Grandma, can you confirm you are within one and a half meters? <laughs> Why, yes, darling. <laughs> Get them, boys. <laughs> I, I just want to be clear again as well, because the way you retell this story is like I was peeking out with binoculars, noting down names and numbers of people and calling up to to get the police on them. I was out for a walk, a legal activity at the time, and, and remaining so, and I walked past my local park where there would have been a whole heap, like 60, I don't remember how many, but there were a bunch of people gathered for a toddler's birthday party. All I did, all I did was call the coronavirus hotline and say, is this okay? And the rest, yeah. they asked me for where it was. I didn't. I didn't say chase them. I just gave them the details. You're just and, making an inquiry. And they were gone later. And that's all I know. That's all I know. Okay. Well, this is my situation. Is yeah. and this has been ongoing for quite a while. There's a sure. park, you know, across the road, mm. and it's a big open park. This is where the community garden is, in. isn't it? This, yeah, community gardens in there. It's not fenced in or anything. Sure. And like, I'm pretty sure every park in the country, at least every park in our city, mm. you're not allowed to have your dog off lead in there. Yeah. Okay. Like dogs are on lead. Yeah. I see where this there is, is going. An, there is an off-leash park about a kilometer away. And like if you're mm. out for a walk, a lot, well, we'll get to that in a moment. But I mean, there are options nearby. Sure. Now, for a while, people have been having their dog off lead in there. And it's annoyed me a lot. During COVID-19, when they shut down the off-leash parks, it really skyrocketed the number of dogs that were off-lead in, in this park. Mm, yeah. And it doesn't seem that it has gone down that much. Because I think people formed new habits. Maybe this park is closer to their home, so they used to walk to the off-lead park. And now they can't be bothered anymore. They got used to going to this one. It annoys me for a number of reasons. It's illegal, mm. um, firstly. Secondly, there's a lot of kids in the park and i feel like that's a fine activity in the park i think that's what parks are for kids to run around and it makes me uncomfortable all these large dogs and people the owners will be 200 meters away so like, we're not we're not well, talking like two hours and stuff we're talking well, i don't really care how big they are yeah but um i guess well i guess the size does come into it because if a large dog was to run into a small child yes it's going to do more damage than a small dog yeah now, the, the owners will go, be so far away, far enough away that you can't see what the dog's doing. You can't yell out to the dog to come sure. back. 
And the other thing is, it's I personally feel, and I feel like science backs me up on this, that it's distressful to the dogs, our dogs, on a lead. Like, it's, it's yeah, unfair okay. for dogs to be approaching dogs on a lead, and our dogs who are on a lead... They don't have control of the situation because they can't leave. They can't run away. Yeah. And so this, I feel like that that's unfair. I feel like it's dangerous towards the kids. And then the other day, it just really elevated because now it's becoming like just disgusting. Because I was in the park the other day with my two-year-old niece. This, um, you know, big dog came over. What are they called? The ones, the German Shepherds. Yeah. Okay. And um, it came up to us and the owner just kept walking. They just walked past. The German Shepherd's like right next to my two-year-old niece. Like, I don't know who this dog is. Yeah. I don't know what the situation is. Um, then the owner was about five houses away, back turned. The dog did a huge poo. <laughs> and the dog r- runs away to chase its owner. The owner hasn't even seen the poo, right? Because they're, yeah. they're five houses away. Like probably a hundred meters. And so this poo's just left there. Massive poo. And then I was walking the dogs through the park uh, yesterday afternoon and I started to notice, I reckon I counted half a dozen, you know, four, five, six huge poos in the park just on the grass. Again, so it's illegal to have the dogs off the lead. Uh, Well, you know, I didn't run the test. (laughs) That would be my best assumption. Sure, okay. They were were large dog or human sized. Unless we've got a situation where we have a poo jogger. You've got a poo jogger, maybe. Like That's we've possible. seen, but I thought the poo joggers usually go on the bushes. Well, generally they do. Um, generally they do. I still don't. I yeah, on the poo jogger front, I don't know why that's an appealing thing to people. Well, because, no, it's what not the appealing. Rush is. I don't think they choose to do it. It's when some people, when you run, that mm. link kicks in a thing where you have to go to. No, I thought it was always yes. like of someone being a rebel. What that's like a. Because you can't clean up. Yeah, like Let's not go into the details. Like run but... marathons and stuff like that. Sometimes you like poo your pants. Oh, I didn't know that. I guess I've not run. So that would probably... Yeah, that would be the thing. <laughs> that would be why not. But okay, so we're talking now... But for so... you, like think about if you just had a whole block of cheese. Yeah, okay. And how hard it is to hold it in. Yeah, I'm with you now. That's what it's like for some people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so part, of this, part of this for you is a safety thing. Part of this is a hygiene and cleanliness and litter Well, I situation. guess it all comes down to safety. And I've yeah. been putting it off because some of the ideas I thought of is like, I see these people around, they're members of the community. And I'm like, I don't want to, it's mm. just awkward when you put in a complaint and then people are, you know, you catch up with neighbors and they're like, someone's been complaining and you got to like pretend it wasn't you. Like, yeah. I don't want to go up to these people because I did see an argument in the park. It was actually over two people who both had their dogs off lead. So I'm like, well, none of you really has the higher ground to stand on here. Sure. But they were arguing over because some dog ran up to another dog and there was a bit of... It was honestly the least witty back and forth I have ever heard. <laughs> one of them said, get a life. The other one yelled back, no, you get a life. And I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> if we're going to do some banter, let's, uh, let's make it a bit more sharp than that. Uh, well, I, I see your predicament, and I know that dobbing goes against your core instincts. You've been a you've been anti dobber since school. Like I know oh, no. that, and so this is why, as an act of friendship, I'm going to offer to you. Do you want me to dob for you? <laughs> Maybe I do. Well, I don't even know what the approach should be. Should I go straight to dobbing? Because one idea I had was to start spreading the rumor mm. that people have been fined. That's pretty good. 
So one idea I had was to put up a sign, just like a handwritten thing, yeah, of like, "Hey guys, just so you know, I'm on your side, but <laughs> but someone's dogged, and they've been handing out fines." <laughs> and I wondered if that would help. Yeah, if that it's a would, risky you know, play. just create a bit of like scare mongering. No, in my history, you can never can like it's never going to work because I've tried this sort of a tactic many times. Like, I'm on your side here, guys, but watch out, this is coming. And I don't think it ever works because people, firstly, don't take it seriously. And secondly, you know, it's kind of like who smelt it, dealt it. They they will always point fingers to the person who put the sign up who first raised the alarm. Because they might ask you, Zach, who have you heard of being fined? Who was it? And mm. you'll be asked for I names. I don't know. I just saw it from a distance. Yeah. And they'll be like, how do you know they were being fined then? Well, because they were wearing the council shirt and they were writing out a little piece of paper. Well, here's the other option, Zach. We have, from some old Collected Noun videos, some council-looking shirts, you know, high-vis sort of stuff. I could just go hand out some fines. You could just go hand out fines. Or, again, I'll come down and I'll just walk around in that shirt and that might scare people away. Now, the people who are off-lead in the park, there's a lot of dog breeds and a lot of different people. Young people, old people, um, males, females. There's another higher echelon of something that annoys me. That mm. seems to be males on push bikes with dogs off lead. And they're usually bigger dogs. And right. I believe this annoys me even more because they'll ride along the path and the dogs will be chasing them, sometimes at quite a distance behind. And the dogs are flying, obviously, yeah. to keep up with the um, push bike. And I'm like, this little kid's learning how to ride their bike. If they yeah. got hit by that dog, it would do serious damage. And like the dogs, I've seen the dogs weaving in and out of little kids at full speed. And I think it's a thing where like there's certain males who they see it as a pride point that they have such a command over the animal kingdom that I can tell this animal what to do and it will follow me. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're a nuisance. <laughs> You're annoying everyone. Yeah. This has gone... I'm sorry, Zach. This has gone beyond dobbing. I need to give you Tracy Grimshaw's number. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I've considered it. it. I don't know there. where I sit. I don't know where <laughs> I sit in the in the community, though. Yeah. I don't know if I have the backing of the community because there is a community page and someone complained about off-lead dogs once. Not in the exact context, mm. just about off an off-lead dog in, on a footpath. Yeah. And they actually got a lot of support. I thought they would be in the minority because there's a lot of dogs in this park off-lead. And yeah, I thought sure. most people are probably on these people's side. And that annoyed me because I didn't like to be... I'm like, it's illegal. Why am I in the minority? But it seemed like this person got a lot of support. So, you know... It did give me a little bit of confidence that maybe I could start to like, raise a bit of a Yeah, concern. I, I honestly think, all jokes aside, a current affair would cover this. Uh, you probably need the council not to have taken action first. I think yeah. that that might be the necessity. I just don't want to be in the park and like have my arms crossed <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, and have a shot of me in my yard looking <laughs> over my fence as they pan to off-lead dogs in the park. <laughs> I hear what I you're mean, saying. Yeah, I hear what you're I saying. I could just film the. I could just film it. Yeah. I know all the shots. That's true. I could just film the shots and send it to them and go, "Hey guys, I can do a voiceover as well. You don't even need to come out. I know that there's restrictions with COVID. Yeah. of how much of a crew you can send out. Why That's don't true. I just make one for you?" I will say, by the way, two residents yelling, no, you get a life at each other, does sound like a current affair scripted dialogue. 
that does sound like a neighborly argument that you'd hear scripted on a current affair as a as a reenactment. I look, there's a whole bunch of avenues you can go here. I can what you've hit by the way at this point and everyone's got a dobbing threshold. Everyone has a threshold where they will say, I now need to dob about this. That's enough. And the other day, that's what I thought. I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Yeah. This dog pooing in front of me the other day and then almost standing on two poos. Yeah. And the park's always been really clean up until, you know, a few weeks ago. Sure. I'm like, who's doing this? Who lets their dog poo in the park and doesn't clean it up? Yeah. No, no. It, well, I think you've reached your dobbing threshold. Now, mine was significantly lower. My dobbing threshold was in grade two or grade three, but that's that's a different matter. The point is you are now the same as me. We are now both dobbers. What I'm upset about, if I'm completely honest with you, yeah. why do I have to be the bad guy? Why, why do why, I have to be the no. person? Why do I have to be the person who feels bad about this when they're doing the thing that's against the law? But why? Okay, I just want to reframe dobbing. You are upholding civilization here, right? Humans have thankfully. I can't reposition it like you. <laughs> You've done a great job repositioning this in your mind so that you're the hero. No, I don't no. feel like that. You are standing up for order and civilization. And while in the moment, like many great leaders, you won't be revered for it by your local community, I think in hindsight, when the moment has passed, it is people like you who stand up for what is right who get looked back on as the ones who kept society going. I think you need to dob and you need to be proud about it. And I would even, I would have no qualms letting people know that you're the one who raised the alarm. Cause I think you will get more praise than hate. You'll get hate. I'm not, I'm not pretending you won't get hate. You'll get hate, but you'll get more praise than you'll get hate. Here's the other thing that annoys me about the off lead dogs. People throw the balls for, for their dogs, right? Yeah. This is where it's unfair for dogs on leads. Mm. It's like, so I have greyhounds and they're sight hounds. So they're stimulated by movement and they'll chase things. Yeah. Like, don't throw a ball in their presence when they're on leads. They're going to go crazy. Yeah. These people are throwing balls to their dogs and then we're walking past. They won't even stop doing it. I'm like, when other dogs walk past, stop throwing it. And like, again, they can see the dogs going crazy. I'm I'm, I'm like, what the... Like, what is going through your mind? I think, and the fact that you've mentioned that there is an actual off-the-leash park for dogs nearby that is being ignored, that is, that's the absurd part. If there wasn't one nearby, then maybe they should be petitioning the council to build a new off-the-leash park. And that well, what I don't point. understand is, like, what, don't also... Don't get me started on this. <laughs> don't get dogs mm. if, you, if you don't have the capacity to look after them. So there's some of these dogs that need to run a long way. Yeah, the right. Kelpies and Border Collies and cattle dogs and things. And I imagine they're not in big properties, you know, where they live in suburbia. So they have mm. to go and run. Well, don't get those dogs then. It's not appropriate for your living conditions. It's unfair on the dog. Mm. If, they, if, they, if they have to go to these parks to run every afternoon and you don't have the facilities to facilitate that... I think it's unfair. And then it puts pressure on all, everyone else in the community because I'm dodging dog shit all the time. <laughs> and I don't want that. This is the most fired up I've ever seen of you. dog crap I've now. I've never seen you, honestly, this fired up about well, something. Well, I'm at breaking point. Yeah. I'm at breaking point. You, oh, you really are at writing an angry letter level. I think, um, I think, I honestly think you sh- you don't just need one avenue. You need to get a few because, like, some of these won't work. Council might not listen straight away. A current affair might be filming another story that they can't get down here straight away. But I think you need to put a few irons in the fire here, 
and you need to get something going. I, I honestly, you have more than enough grounds for a proper dobbing here. Many people will thank you because I'm sure there'd be other people who are sitting there. Similarly, they have their stationery out, their angry letter writing stationery out and are just trying to find the words. I think you're in the right here and you've got a dob. And I know, is it? would this be your first dobbing? Have you do-, do you remember ever dobbing before? Ever? No. I oh, do. Like in school, I would have imagined that I would have... You, you were... <laughs> I remember you dobbing on me. It's just a memory that's come back to oh, me. Oh, <laughs> I remember this as well. I, remember I this just as well. realized Zach dobbed on me a number of years ago. And so, uh, so oh, look at all this dobbing prejudice that I've heard for years. Someone who hates dobbing. What did he do early on before I, I, I knew him very well? He dobbed on me. Okay, so, well, it, okay, let's give the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> I did dob in this situation. <laughs> and I felt like, though, it wasn't really... Like I don't uh, consider that dobbing because if you no, well, because I had no allegiance to you. I had an allegiance <laughs> to my job. You don't have an allegiance okay, to these were, people. You, you were a stranger. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll give you that. I was a stranger. in this building. Okay. This is a story. So I was employed at a radio station. Dom was a volunteer. Mm. Now I did a radio show from seven to ten p.m. at night. Yeah. Dom would come in afterwards. I don't know why. I did a radio. It wasn't getting paid. Uh, but I did a radio show that was on Saturday mornings, I think. But I yeah, but recorded it. Why did you have it. to come in at ten o'clock at night? Because I'd record it. Because I like doing a radio. Well, why show, wouldn't you do it live? Because oh gosh, five thirty alarm on a Saturday. That's pretty hard, Zach, for free. So you'd come in at ten o'clock at night, though. Why wouldn't Much, you come in at a reasonable hour? Because the studio wasn't free until then. I think. So I you- don't know. Anyway. So Dom would come in in this one day. So I didn't really know Dom. I knew of Dom. And yeah. he, there was a entourage, a huge entourage, like probably <laughs> six people. And yeah. you were just fresh out of high school. And so these mm. were 18-year-olds. Yeah, and I there wanted to half be a dozen clear. Of them. So there was someone else I did this show with and they had brought the entourage. I was unaware of the entourage. I had, I was there on my own. But this other person had. So I'm alone in the building. I'm alone in the building doing the show like I usually do. Yeah. And these people rock up. It is about quarter to ten on a Friday Mm. night, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And um, I I asked you. I go, "What are all these people doing?" Yeah. You can't just show up with random people who are going to be alone in the radio station, and you guys aren't even employees. Yeah, like we don't have like you haven't signed a contract or anything. There's no way of tracing anything back to any of these people. Now the next thing was, and what you probably didn't know, <laughs> is that there had been equipment that had been misplaced. Right. I never okay, got the sure. story about where this stuff had got to, so I'm not yeah. accusing anyone of stealing anything. But up until that point, so we're coming on a bed of some missing equipment. Suspicions were raised. Well, suspicions were raised and there was like a bit of a, hey, make sure we know who's in the building. There was a bit of like that dialogue going around um, the employees. Sure, sure. And so I was like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable about this. Like, because you would go and record the show and these randoms, they were just wandering through the offices. Yeah, these I know. Year <laughs> Again, I want to be really clear. I want to be really clear that this was the other person I was doing the show with who had brought this whole entourage. And I wasn't particularly happy about it at the time either. But well, okay, okay. Well, then <laughs> <laughs> I was able to... I, I, I executed what you couldn't then. 
yes, on that occasion, I was I I would have dobbed if you hadn't. I think. But okay, anyway, so that's anyway, beside the so, point. So you're doing the show. These guys yeah. are wandering through, and now I thought I'm just gonna leave it. Whatever, not my responsibility. Yeah. As I was walking down the steps, I was considering like my own employment because mm. I was thinking if something went happens here, yeah, yeah, and they something goes wrong and then mm. the boss says well it says you know on the security footage they checked in at you know or they walked in at nine forty-five. you were still there yeah why didn't you tell me and i thought uh, do i have a responsibility to report this i was thinking nah I'll just let it go i was walking out the back door and you have to go past the prize cupboard <laughs> the promo cupboard which, which, had this all, like, the, uh, which had all the street machine stuff in it, all the, you know, yeah. like the Black Thunder. And at this radio station, Coke and chips. it was better than any commercial radio station I've been at. Yeah, Come, for some people, reason, they had heaps oh, of um, yes. breakers and chips people and chocolates. Would think, people would think commercial radio is like, you know, the place where you get all these food freebies. Not a heap of it. But at this place, there was always this room in the building, which was never locked, which was totally open, that had a fridge full of breakers that at one stage, do you remember that time they had boxes and boxes full of like Cadbury Marvelous creations. Yeah. That was there. They had chips, everything. It was crazy. So I'm walking past this, this cupboard or this, it was really like a room. It yeah. was huge. I'm walking past this room and these miscellaneous teens come out <laughs> and they are like, you know, they've got their arms like they're carrying a gym ball. <laughs> That's the width they've got them apart. And it's full of breakers, chips, yeah, <laughs> like Cadbury chocolates. And I'm like, they can't do that. Which I, I <laughs> like, didn't know. They I can't like, do yeah. that. These kids are just, they don't even work here. It's like one thing for the employees to do that, which, you know, the employees did do that a lot. <laughs> but, but I'm like, these are just random people yeah. who have come in off the street, basically. <laughs> And just helping themselves to a midnight snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I have well, at this stage, I was recording the radio show upstairs. So That's I, what I, mean. I didn't you guys know. weren't even supervising. No. Them. Well, again, I, I, a lot of responsibility is being put on me unfairly here. I feel, but but next thing I know, I did get a text or a call. I think from the boss, basically asking what's going on, and that turned into a little bit of a. A little bit of a drama on that point of view. But my point is, I don't know what you said to the boss. I don't know if well, you... Well, I got out into the car park and I thought, oh, I'm going to say something. So I texted the boss and I said, don't know what's going on. There's all these randoms in the radio station. They're ransacking the prize cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to follow it up. Yeah. And anyway, he just texts back, taken care of. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did you guys have to leave? What happened? Uh, I, my memory of it of it is foggy. He did. I do remember he now. He did call me, but it did. Um, it sounded to me from what he said like you had dobbed me in in the exact same way I dobbed in the family having the toddler's birthday party. Less just like, hey, it. you should know about this, and more just, just asking a question. Yeah, just hey, is this okay? I've just noticed this. Is this fine? Are we okay with this? And um, he wasn't particularly again. Happy why about do it. I have to be the bad guy in that situation? Yeah. So there's these random... But why, again, why are you the bad guy? In hindsight, I agree with what you did. Well, these guys... Well, then we approached... I didn't really know you that well. I, yeah. We had met a few times. And I remember coming across you in the car park a few weeks later. Yeah. And you did this big song. It's similar to what you're doing now. You did this big song and dance about how you had nothing to do with it. And you're so happy that I took action because you didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I remember thinking... That that was total BS. No, I was it like, honestly just, wasn't. I, I'm just no. like, Dom must just be a person who says what that person wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you know me you and the dobber within, 
you can imagine that the the rules that were being broken and the regulations that were being floundered, you can imagine what was going on inside me at that time. I absolutely wanted them dobbed on. So you actually, you did do me a favor in hindsight in that particular instance. But my point is, this is proof. You have dobbing in you. You've dobbed before. I have before. dobbed before. You've dobbed, I have before. dobbed before. I do remember an instance in year 12. Well, see, because when I grew up, see, I remember I was in year seven, year mm. seven, and we were playing football. And, you know, it was like after school sport. And so you, there was two, like your, like there was two teams at the school. And so one team played, then the other team played. So the other team had to just like entertain themselves. And we yeah. were at like another school and there was a creek and the team went down into the creek uh, to like muck around. And I dobbed on them because I was like, you're not allowed to be there. So I went to the teacher and I said, hey, everyone's down at the creek. And I was telling my dad this thinking that I would be praised. Yeah, because yeah, sure. they were breaking the rules. Well done, mate. And I just remember my dad was ironing. He didn't even look up. And he goes, mate, you don't want to be known as a dobber. And this was like news to me. Like, yeah, I didn't know. I was like, yeah. wait, dobbing's bad? I was like, I thought that we, I thought they were doing the wrong thing. And he was like, mate, you don't want to be known as a dobber. Don't dob on people. And I was like, oh, okay. So then that like just boom, 180 degrees. Right. I was just like, oh, we don't dob on people. I was like, and you know, obviously makes sense if you if you want to make friends <laughs> you probably don't dob on the whole class who went down to the yeah, uh, yeah went down to the creek now so flash to year 12 and it, 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 things were getting a little out of hand in the math class so all the math classes were the math block the classes were on the outside and they were joined by a hall down the middle and the classes sure. were quite open there wasn't any doors it was just like an opening that opened up into this hallway so sometimes things got a little out of hand and people were going from class to class down the hallways etc someone found the photocopier and photocopied their face um, and I don't know what else I, know, I, I think it was just their face and uh, the the head of department came out and they were a young person. I think they were a young person who had done like a teaching doctorate. You know yeah, how sometimes young sure, teachers sure. go on straight away to do higher education yeah. and it puts them... They, what I'm saying is like, I think this teacher had a bright future ahead of them. Mm. And I think they were trying to put their foot down with authority because they didn't have the experience or the age Yes. That, yeah. you know, demands authority. Yeah. And so she came out. It was like as if like, you know, it was the monkey enclosure. Like we're jumping off like furniture. <laughs> we're like climbing on stuff. And she's like, everyone back to your class. She finds these um, photocopies of someone's face in the um, drawer. And she sees me and she's like, get into my office. And so this was, it was like an interrogation. Where yeah, she like sounds she's putting like a the cop drama. Of, she's putting the pieces of paper in front of me. Like, yeah. can you tell me anything about that? <laughs> And um, she threatened me that I wouldn't go to the formal. I wouldn't graduate or something like that. What? It was like close to the end of... Yeah, it was like really throwing down the gauntlet. Wow. She and might, I was like... She clearly... I mean, she might have been heavily educated in teaching, but not interrogation. You don't start that heavy that early. Right. You need a good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Well, it was just bad cop at yeah, this stage. Exactly. And so I was pretty confident. I knew who it was mm. and they were a friend. I wasn't going to tell on them. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to tell you. Wait, you said <laughs> that. You didn't pretend you didn't know. You openly said, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Oh, I that's said, hilarious. I, go, I said, I reckon you can figure it out without me. 
And they had a photocopy of this person's face. <laughs> yeah, I know, as far as evidence goes. <laughs> the, it was just their mouth and they had they had braces. And I'm like, there's only a couple of people with braces. You'll be able to figure this out. Sure. And that's what they were saying. They were saying stuff like, well, we've got a photocopy, so you may as well tell me. And I was saying the same thing back to her. I'm like, you've got a photocopy, <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you. And they said, well, you're not going to go to formal. And I go, okay. I don't think you're going to... I think you're bluffing. And so I just sat there and I just said, nah, I'm not going to tell you. And I called their bluff. They had nothing. Wow. Anyway, the guy didn't even get in trouble. It was like it blow over so quickly. That's so funny. anyway, that was an instance where I was happy that I didn't dob on someone. See, in, in those sorts of instances, I would be pulling my notepad out. <laughs> <laughs> you would be walking in, flipping the notepad over. All right, this is everyone that needs the detention. I think the difference is... If you're friends or not, that's probably yeah, the difference. No, that's true. That is true. I um, I don't remember ever dobbing on a friend. Um, yeah, I can't remember doing that. But certainly there were some people I took glee in dobbing on. Some people I was almost waiting to catch out. And when I caught them... There is a certain... I guess it's a justice, isn't it? It's similar yes, to completely. when... You know when a car flies past you yeah. on the highway. Yes. And yes. then you hear... Yeah, it's the best. And they, you, they get done by the police. You're like, yeah, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yep. Or as I saw literally yesterday, uh, a car that was just thought it could make a red light that was about to go red. And so I saw it speeding up to get the red light, just missed the red light. And I saw the camera flash the red light camera. Oh. And I thought, well, there you go, hey. And there was me properly stopped at the red light. Have you ever seen someone, has that ever happened to you? I know this. there's this notorious... Um, tunnel in mm. on my side of town and people yeah. always speed through it and like a number of times i've seen people booked seriously like, i don't understand why people don't learn that the police hang out on the other side well, i need to figure out where that tunnel is because i'm trying to think of um where that would be uh, there was near where i used to live they would often have a speed camera uh, one of those speed vans just set up like sort of on the side of the road on of the main road and so sometimes, you know, you'd be, it was downhill as well. So you'd be like, you'd leave home and you'd be heading off to wherever you're going and you would just be over the speed limit and you'd always be paranoid. I think they got me once there to memory. All right. Well, then no. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what you want from me. I mean, you're digging. What? I, I was okay. hoping, for, I was hoping my, for one of those clear cut stories. Do you want my full, okay, I can give you one, a story where I got, I, d- I did get done by a speed camera once, if you want to know the, the full story. I just didn't know Let's whether... Let's wrap up on this. Because it's, it, well, it's, it's a bit embarrassing to talk about when you're caught by the police doing the wrong thing, isn't it? Hmm. But, um, but it was it. This was... I was coming home from some Christmas shopping, actually. And this made it all the more embarrassing because I had a large plush Santa that I'd bought, which was like a $5 Kmart purchase, on the seat next to me. So it was on the front seat and as a bit of a gag... <laughs> As a bit of a gag to send as a picture to someone, I'd put a seatbelt on when I was leaving the, the <laughs> shopping centre. <laughs> so I bought this massive, like, plush Santa. And as I'm in the car park, I took a photo of it and sent it to a friend with a seatbelt on. And then on that same drive home, got done. I think it was a... I thought it was a 60 zone. It was actually a 50 zone. And I got done doing 60 or 61, I think. Now, were you pulled over or yeah. there was a picture? No, sadly, this was a pulled over scenario. So, the police comes to the, the <laughs> yeah. window yeah. and, yes. and they see the Santa yeah. buckled up. Well, because this is the sort of scenario where they were, they were standing <laughs> at the say, top of the hill with a, a radar say, and they, they yes. motioned for me to come over. They waved you down. And yeah. when they pull over, did you say... We're going to the North Pole. <laughs> There's been an emergency. 
<laughs> no, I remembered. I, I see. This is the thing. The moment I get confronted with authority, I just I go weak. I just so quickly go to. I'm so. Well, sorry you also overshare though. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking that you probably would have explained the Santa thing, did you? I yeah. I well, I said I'd just been Christmas shopping and I thought it was sixty here. It's always used to be sixty here. Isn't it sixty here? And and then there's a great moment as well where they ask you, "Do you know how fast you were going?" As if you get a chance to say. You know, fifty kilometers an hour, and they go, "Oh, okay." Well, sometimes they say, "Well, there's any." I think they usually say, "Is there any reason why yeah, you did this?" I did get that. Is there too. any good reason? Well, I, I think guess, like, you know medical. the classic one is like run, yeah, go into the hospital. Or yeah, like I. You know what I reckon I'd say if I got pulled over ever again, and they said, "Do you have any good reason?" I would say I ha- I'm a celiac and I need to get to a toilet. I think that, <laughs> and I honestly think that's a pretty good justification. And also, it's like actually true, no matter what time they pull you over, because <laughs> that's pretty much where your life is permanently. Well, I think it's a pretty good justification, like because if someone is in that scenario, what what are you meant to do there? Like, if if you really badly, the toilet is calling and there's nowhere to go nearby, what can you possibly do in that scenario? Hmm. Well, especially for number twos. This is what I'm talking about. So, but I would imagine generally it would be life-threatening, you know, medical scenarios, or maybe someone who's gone into labour. Maybe in those scenarios, in the movies at least, that's when the cops say, "Do you have any good reason?" And they say, "My wife's going into labour," and they give them an escort. I'll just tell you. We'll wrap up on this quick story of the uh, police and high school. Mm. When I was in year eight, there was a big shopping center basically across the road from the school sure. and it had been it was old it was probably this would have been you know in the early 2000s ish yeah and the shopping center was probably 80s i reckon and it was being knocked down and the new center was going to be built but at the time it was just vacant and it's a huge complex basically like a warehouse wow. and you got a thousand kids that have to walk past that every afternoon yeah. and so it became like everyone would like go in there and like like i don't know like you know people were writing on walls graffiti stuff like that and it escalated quite quickly to becoming some pretty legitimate vandalism like <laughs> okay, windows are getting sure. smashed yeah, um, okay. people are like ransacking it and uh, this one afternoon it was like getting out of hand um, and so the police start to like patrol it and they chase this kid from my grade. And there was another school across the road. So there was two schools cause there was a primary school and a high school and the primary school had this huge oval. Now the shopping center was up on a hill and it overlooked the oval. And so the police come, everyone scatters, you know, it's like it's in Fast and the Furious and one of the street races have been breaking <laughs> up. And they, the police, I don't know if they saw this kid doing something or they just picked someone, but they chase this kid. Like, you're 12 years old. <laughs> they chase this kid and he runs onto the oval and just starts running. And the police are chasing him. Now, everyone's up on the shopping center hill. There's hundreds of kids. And it's like it's like the prison scenes where the prisoner is released. And everyone's like, you know, everyone's shaking the cages and throwing stuff down. We're just like cheering this guy on. We're like, run, run. Anyway, he gets like tackled by the police. And like he gets, I don't know, like, nothing probably happened to him. He's just probably told not to do that again and scared a little bit. But... 
that come that was a Friday afternoon. That coming Monday, this yeah. kid was a hero. <laughs> like like everyone knew about the police chase. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is the thing. It's one thing to like run away from a teacher or something like that, but from the police, that's uh... so. The, this is how the legend went. The police said to him, "Why did you run?" Mm. And he said, "Cause you were chasing me." <laughs> And that was the legendary <laughs> retort that went I, around the school. Well, it is a good point, though. Seriously, if police started running at you, there well, is an... As a kid, certainly. Yeah, there's an instinctive part of you that thinks, I should run the other way. Like, if someone's mm. running at you generally, there's a part of you that instinctively just wants to start running. You know, it's it's that same... It's that, that instinct. The same thing is whenever you see a police car, for me, I think I've done something wrong and I start panicking. You know, I think, what have they got me on? What have they got on me? I don't know. It's terrifying. But little did you know, it wasn't you. It was actually Santa in the seat next to you, <laughs> finally getting done for the breaking labor laws by not paying the elves. Imagine Quick. if they'd just taken the Santa. Handcuffed Santa's him. like, I'm not going down for this. He takes off his seatbelt, rolls out the car <laughs> at full pace. Uh, anyway, all right, look, guys. I've still that's no all COVID time tech we what? Yeah, you just got no, it? No, still no text oh. I said. I said I was oh, just giving you an update at the right. end of the episode. So tune in All next right. we'll time. We'll find out for next results. week. Couple of days' time, we'll find out whether or not Dom has COVID nineteen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.